Welcome to episode 19 of the Indie by Design podcast, in which we talk about what's happening in Life is Strange 2. I'm John Robertson, and this is Stace Harmon. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I re- one of the things I really liked was the like the tacit acknowledgement of of allowing you to do things at your own pace at very specific parts. I mean, like you can do things at your own pace at any time. You could just take your hands off the controller and stop moving. But that is like the game world also then coming to a temporary halt. Whereas the bits where you're just sat on the rocks overlooking the lake or overlooking the river or whatever it is, and the music plays and the the camera kind of cycles between different camera angles and you can just leave that and yeah. it allows you that sort of reflection and introspection which i i really i thought that was a really effective way of because if you're not interested you can just skip it and if you think if you do want to sit there and even if you're not necessarily yeah. actively thinking about the game you might be thinking about just things stuff in your yeah. own life it's just like a, i really liked that kind of it yeah it happens it happens a few times because there's a hmm. time when um spoilers all over the place here but there's yeah. time when um sean is sitting on the uh, uh, log and um, Dan and the dog are just messing around in front of him at the beach and mm-hmm. then there's the well did you decide to dance around on the beds to the music at towards uh, the end yes yes yeah that's another bit and you can you can actually you can I think if you I don't know if it's if you use the right stick or if you press a button it actually zooms yeah well there's two things so you yeah left left trigger the left L2 on PlayStation zooms in and out and the right stick like shakes the camera. Mm. Mm. So you can do that. And there's another bit just before that when he's sitting down in a chair outside and he's like struggling. You can sit there for as long as you want before throwing the phone away. Yeah, that I was, I didn't, I was a bit, there was a couple of things that, not that it was disappointing. It's just, I didn't really understand what, why. I think that was the thing. And one of the things was that, that phone bit where, it just felt a bit contrived because he'd already agreed with Brody that he should get rid of his phone. He was like, yeah, well, Brody had suggested that he does, and he was like, okay, yeah, I will. And then he charges it and turns it on. And I was like, well, why? Why? What is the point of him charging it? And I know it might be, oh, he's, he's still he's slightly undecided and whatever, but that is what you're going to do. Like, you're going to chuck the phone away. He's kind of agreed in without your acknowledgement, and you have presumably decided that yourself as well yeah it'd be best to do that and then it was like well he charges it and turns it on and it it just seemed just so then you can get the text and it's like oh shall i reply or not it was sort of to set that that bit up um yeah i thought that i thought that was quite it's quite an important bit though and like yeah he told brody that he would but he just told brody excuse me he just told brody what he wanted to hear i mean if i was him because I was making decisions in this game that were not the quote-unquote sort of like mm, mm. optimum path for avoiding yeah. the attentions of the cops. Like I was not doing that. Like this is a this is a 16-year-old kid who has been through loads of shit recently, and he. I mean, it probably would be hard or, or impossible for him to mm. not want to talk to his friends. Because um, I was hoping that he would talk to her again. Well, I think one of the best bits in the game was just there's a little bit as you, as you're coming into the gas station, I think, for the first time, and you get a text from her, and then as you open up your phone, you only see the screen for like half a second, and then your battery dies. Yeah, that was smart. Um, and I thought that was that was really good, and it like sort of makes it just makes you feel like because before I never really felt like they were alone or anything but then as soon as that happens that you just immediately feel mm. like you're alone and cut off and lost and like no one's going to help you here it's amazing what a dead phone battery will do to you it's like oh shit now now I am alone now my phone's run out of battery that's it I'm isolated yeah i think that was probably like the single most affecting moment of the game like i think that that little bit was like the best the best the best bit of writing mm. or whatever in the whole game I did, yeah. I mean, I would like, that was one of the things I commented on, uh, that I would like Layla to be, and I'm sure she will be, but to be in it more later. I don't know if that needs to take the form of they actually meet up with her, because I can see that being tempting, that being a thing of, well, let's get her on the road as well. I don't, I think more, I think it would be more effective for me if she was still remote and you just checked in with her and she was sort of like, because she's going to be caught in the middle. There's going to be people on at her 
her parents and the cops and whatever on at her but do you know where he is and all the rest of it you're his best friend and all the rest of it so that i think that works that dynamic works only really if she is in that place rather than just going along for the ride as well um so yeah and i I mm. assume they will but i hope they do reintroduce her because i think she was one of the best initially i thought i like preferred her to to sean and I, but some of that was like he's he's very kind of unsure of himself and he's a bit awkward but he's a 16 year old boy and i was like well <laughs> that's kind of what he is but she immediately comes across as a bit more sort of street smart and a bit more like sarcastic and a bit more assured and Mm. that was just more appealing to me initially and then it was i sort of then understood actually it's not that sean isn't being hasn't been written very well he's just he just is like that he just is awkward and he just is a bit sort of and that and therefore he's actually been written very well it just takes a little while for you to realize that and not think it's just bad video game writing yeah and he he needs to be a bit sort of a little bit ambiguous and i think because if he's too strong then as the playable as the character that you play as he he'll end up dominating it whereas actually he's supposed to be you're you're a voyeur onto this Mm. world through him Mm. really um i think those that goes back to those bits where you can just sit there and watch like it's this sort of ramming home that sort of voyeuristic element of it that sean is he's just like your camera into mm. his world really like the story's not it's not about him he's not the most interesting character here even though he's had some bad stuff um he's actually here just to guide along daniel or allow other play other characters to to enter the party mm. through him but yeah layla not being there i mean that ties into another thing that i really liked in that the police are like a constant mm. presence in the game but not a visible one they're not like on on you all the time almost like the, the donald trump thing like it's a there's a recognized pressure in the game but it's not explicitly forced upon you you're not explicitly running away from it like the police are not the police are all you're always worried about the police and it always seems like they're they're sort of they're close to you or they're searching for you or they've got the upper hand they've got more information than you have but they're never there um just like Layla's as well um and it's almost like that jaws thing you know like you know the shark is there but you don't know where it is like and it could come at any any point and that's when i say this all the time but it's that you know you're not actually afraid of the darkness you're you're afraid of what's in the dark like the, the it's all you're always what your imagination <clears throat> can conjure up as to the potential thing that's about to happen is more scary than being shown yeah. something and the police were kind of were kind of like that they're always they're always there but you they're scary because you, you can't see them yeah and that yeah absolutely that would i think be immediately undermined if and possibly when because it will probably have to happen at some point uh there is some sort of chase and you know you're running away and infeasibly you manage to yeah they trip or you uh you can fit through a gap that a grown man can't fit through what you know they're mm. well it sounds pessimistic but i'm kind of assuming it'll go that way because that's kind of a it is a if you're using that as a central tension, that idea of yeah, the police presence always being there, then every now and then, I imagine the temptation is to ratchet up the the pressure a bit and have that a bit. You know, going back to the Jaws comparison, it is like every now and then you mm. need to to not only see the shark, but somebody needs to have a brush with it, and maybe they get away, maybe they mm. don't, but there needs to be some sort of conflict um, to to reinforce yeah. that tension so it doesn't just go flat, but. Hopefully that'll be dealt with well and it won't just be, oh, you know, press X and circle to run and move your legs quickly and, you know, something like that. Yeah. Well, there's a moment when, well, I, I guess everyone saw it. I don't know. The, the bit, do you get, did you get kidnapped? Or, well, kidnapped, so that's how I yeah. perceived it. Did you get taken by the gas station dude yeah. and tied up? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the closest it comes to being in direct danger. And it's almost like, you know, it's Jaws's ally or whatever has caught you and he's gonna he's gonna give you give you over to the police yeah. and he's you know he's a racist turns out to be or in mine turned out to be like a racist yeah. piece of shit well that's the equivalent of like the diver getting their foot trapped in the in the rocks or something isn't it and the shark is getting yeah. closer and then it's like last minute getaway kind of that kind of thing. yeah 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 but yeah it shows the power of the shark like you know you're mm. lucky to get away yeah. um but i kept thinking in terms of like it sort of just like smashing you in the face um, uh, in terms of it being an action scene or it being mm. scary or whatever, like 
I kept, I constantly thought that maybe just being sort of biased with sort of how heavy-handed video mm. games tend to ha- handle things. Um, in the bit where they're um, sleeping um, under the under the rocks, and also in the bit where they're in Brody's car, like, like mm-hmm. AKA Seth Rogen, <laughs> um, in, in his car. Um, he's like the world's worst reporter who yeah. hasn't heard of you. No, no, he, he reveals he's he does, yeah, he he says, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's you know writes his articles like the National Enquirer or whoever yeah, he's writing yeah. for. Um, but I kept thinking, yeah, in the bit where just before you go to sleep in the rocks, and in yours, did Daniel wake up in the middle of the night and like freak out? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was only, I think, in this in the stats at the end when it gives you like what percentage of what of who saw what. Only like thirty percent of players saw that bit. Um, but it depends on if you scared him in the woods with the stories of wolves and bears and stuff. Did you see that bit? He wakes up scared because you told him that. Right. Uh, but most people didn't see that. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, in the, in the bit with the rocks and the bit where you're driving with Brody, I constantly thought when it was like when you're driving in a car and it was going to like the rainy mm-hmm. look outside the window. I, I just thought that like, oh, we're definitely going to see flashing lights yeah. here, like yeah. the, the red yeah. and blue lights of the yeah. cops, or in the background of the rocks, where it was just like at every point with the music, with the way it was edited, the the camera movements. Daniel being scared, like it was just crying out for like a shadow to move in the background between mm. the trees. And like, I constantly thought it was going to be that, you know, like some some freak like rapist or whatever in the woods or someone's going to like find them and just like hurt these mm. kids. Like, yeah. But it never, it never happened. Like it, um, it didn't sort of reduce itself to that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and that I mean that, that so the the just going back to that that the store owner guy who uh, he yeah, yeah I felt I think I felt the same way that he does it does feel like he kind of kidnaps or he 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 certainly felt like he overreacted a hell of a lot because I got there I think you yeah. have to get to that point I don't think there's actually a way to yeah, avoid the so. office no matter yeah. what you do um, due to circumstances beyond my control when I played it uh, there was there was some issue with it it was bugged and I despite having money. Um, because I'd had the conversation with his dad earlier and been given some money and I'd had like mm. $35 or something. Uh, yeah. It was bugged and said that I didn't have any. So it just always said, no matter what I tried to buy, it always said I was exactly minus like $9.72 um, or something. It was just, it was literally just bugged. So I had to, I had to steal stuff. Well, well I don't know if I, I think the family outside by that point had gone because I assume you can get stuff from them possibly or you can at least talk to them to ask them for help. I think, you, yeah, so at the end there's the, the percentage options come up to sort of reveal what you might be able to do and you can send Daniel over to beg or you can beg yourself. Yeah, oh yes, yeah, I remember seeing the, yeah, I remember seeing that stat as well. Um, but yeah, so I'd stolen stuff from the gas station and then, so this guy initially, and although it became very evident that it wasn't just that he was annoyed that you'd stolen a bottle of water but the initial thing was that seemed to be what it was and it was like this is all very over the top and heavy-handed for stealing a bottle of water and he changed you to a bloody pipe and yeah. you know all this stuff yeah but that i felt that that i mean I, there was a couple of things and i know that they're telling a story so there has to be certain beats probably that they hit that is a major one to reinforce yeah. the danger but i wasn't massively enamored by the fact that you you had to end up in that situation but it was like well that's just one of those things but having ended up there i then i did feel like the i liked the kind of puzzle bit that followed that the getting out of the office yeah. it felt like a quite a a mundane but only in the sense of ordinary like not boring or anything but like a mundane problem to solve yeah and the way that even just the way that Sean behaves and like he, you're trying to get something off a hook and he sort of has to contort himself and put his foot up to mm. try and knock it. It was just like, it felt quite real in, in some of those, in some of those instances of what happened, yeah. but it was undermined slightly for me because there seemed to be, and I'm pretty certain that there isn't, there seemed to be no timer on it. There was no, there was no imminent threat. There was like, there mm. is in the narrative, but you can just, you can take 20 minutes to do that bit if you really can't figure out what to do and nothing is going to happen. And it's a difficult balance. Like, you know, again, there has to be sort of a, it can't just be completely open-ended that, you know, the the cops will turn up and then they capture you and that's it game over. But it just felt like slightly undermined by, um, by having to go through these things. And if you did get a bit stuck, it didn't really matter. 
the guy didn't come back in to check on you or anything. He was just like, he went out and sort of waited for his cue. And yeah. the next thing that happened with him was he got, well, I don't know if he's actually, no, he's not dead, is he? Because he, he uh, comes around, he just get, gets knocked unconscious by Daniel's um, sort of outburst. Um, well, I didn't do that. I just ran away. When he grabbed me, I didn't try to grab the tent. I just ran away. No, neither did I. But no, but he, he actually, even just the way that he ends up on the oh, floor. Oh, prior to that. Yeah, yeah prior yeah. to that. So yeah, yeah, I did the same. I just ran away, did the same thing. Um so yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I wasn't it, it, all of these. None of these things were like, oh, that that just I don't believe that or that spoils it for me. I think there was it was one of those situations for me, one of those sort of games, even though it's the first episode for me, where it did so many things right, and I was so I was genuinely really so invested in it in in it that I noticed the smaller things that, and they kind of annoyed me, not annoyed me, but kind of barbed me for reasons that I was really enjoying it and I wanted it to be as good as it could be. I didn't want to have these little moments where I doubted or was like, Oh, that's a bit this, that or the other. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It would be some achievement for, uh, you know, only the very, very, very best games, films, theatre, anything manages to, manages to get you to suspend your disbelief mm. 100% for 100% of the time. Mm. Right. That's, yeah. that's, yeah, the puzzle bit, the, the getting out of the jail, the getting out of the, the office bit. Um, I liked that it wasn't like a difficult puzzle. It was just like, okay, now do this, do this, do yeah. that. And, and, yeah. and the, the icons were making it very obvious what you were having to do all the time. Because um, it's one of those things, like if it was too hard and you were there for ages, then I think yeah. you definitely yeah. do get into that spot of, well, I've been struggling over this now for half an hour. But no one's come to check on me, yeah. so it is just overly mechanical at this point. It's mm. not like like I think they. I still think you are. Yeah, you're right that uh, you can take as long as you want because it's so obvious what to do. You're just going through like the sort of plot, the mini plot beats within that sequence. You're you're always moving on to the next thing, so it always always feels like you know things are moving mm, rather mm. rather than it, like so it's like it's like plot beat based rather than game mechanics based yeah. like it's, it's yeah like, it's not like it's you, not puzzle based yeah and you don't you don't fail a qte so it's like, oh well, that's it you've got to start again or you've got a you've got a, it goes this way instead of that way because you've missed the button press it is yeah it's just all laid out there in front of you for you to do it it's just something that happens in the story basically um yeah yeah that's another interesting thing i don't know if the game even has a fail state today i don't think it does um, i don't think you can and i think that's massively if it doesn't yeah no i don't massively think i don't think i had a couple of crashes but that's obviously not the same thing but that's yeah i don't i don't think it has a, a fail state you're right yeah yeah, it's massively to its credit. Like you're for a game, a game like this. Cause I always remember, you know, in like the Telltale games, if you fail, mm. you just do the same mm. thing again. It just ruins it. Like it's just ruined at that point. Like if you're if you're actually playing it for narrative reasons rather than just like you know a get good Reddit meme or mm. something, like then like it does it does ruin it. Like it, it it's just completely undermines the whole the whole sort of sensation of mm. this being um the, the the threat level like it's it's like in alien isolation like that game becomes boring the first time you see the, or the first time the alien kills you because up to that point you know it goes back to that you're, you're more scared of what's in a dark thing like mm. as soon as you've seen the alien oh it's boring now that's why i like the first alien film mm. barely ever saw the alien um, and it's the same with the Telltale games. As soon as you've died once, dying is no longer a threat. You've experienced it. That you've already gotten to the absolute zero yeah, point you can get exactly, to. So yeah. why, why, why does that become a anything to think about ever again? Yeah, yeah. no, that, yeah, that's exactly right. It is that thing that it is up until that point? It is a, a threat looming over you, and then it, yeah, like you say, it, it, that is theoretically the worst thing that can happen. And then it happens, and then it's like, well, <laughs> okay, great, that's robbed me of that ability to um for it to be tense and the and in alien isolation i think it's even for me anyway it was even worse or it happened even sooner than that because it wasn't i don't even think it was like the first alien death it was the first level when it happens really early on level three four or something and you the alien is walking around 
this really yeah. brightly lit <laughs> corridor these really brightly lit corridors like a hub area and he's walking around and you have to avoid it and escape and it's as soon as even as soon as that it's like what is it doing like it's just it's on a patrol route it's like what is this is not <laughs> yeah like, you know i've seen a million metal gear solid soldiers i've seen a million different entities in video games do this why <laughs> this isn't this isn't this it robs it of its otherworldliness and it's and it's exotic sort of nature and just makes it a oh yeah it's a yeah thing to be well, avoided yeah I mean, yeah like you can see behind the curtain of yeah i think life is strange too does does a good job of hiding that curtain but in a, in a way that's quite well it hides it without you noticing that it's being hidden mm. um yeah but yeah to go back to the what i did in the shop so so I ended up, so I only had like $10, 10 $10.60 or something when I went into the shop. And the prices of all the food is like ridiculously high. <laughs> like the bread was like $4.50 or something. So, yeah. um, well, although I mean, to I, be fair, it is a gas station in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, I guess prices yeah, would be maybe. higher. I don't know how much bread is in the, in the States. But, um, but yeah, that was four fifty or four sixty or something. And then I bought the chocolate bar that he wanted yeah. for like a dollar ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And then she gave us the bear keyring for free and the map mm-hmm. for free. And then I left the shop. But then, actually, no, mechanically, you could see through the curtain at this point. So I had to go back into the shop and get a drink. Um, but I didn't have enough money. Oh, yeah, because after I bought the chocolate bar and the bread, I had $2.41. This is why I remember that. Exactly, but they're two dollars forty-one. But then when I left the shop, I saw the claw machine, so I played that twice. Once, once with Sean, and once with once Dan doing it, and then I had forty-one cents left, so I went back into the shop. So I couldn't work out what to do at that point mm. um, because it wasn't there was no prompts to to do anything, and then yeah. pulled up the menu and it says I still need a drink, so I had to go and steal a drink, and I did successfully steal it without being seen, and then went to sit down, and then he. He grabbed us. Um, but yeah, the claw machine thing, it's like that tension that you get with all of these games. Do you play them from a an objective pulled back? I know I've only got $2.41 left. I'm an idiot if I spend it on the claw machine. Mm. Or do you just try to role play as that character? And it's like, well, you know, he's a kid. He's like stressed out. He wants like some relief. His brother that he's trying to take care of and look after wants to play this thing loads can you really mm. begrud- mm. can you really begrudge him that 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 little release yeah um so even though i knew although i hadn't realized that i needed to get a drink at this point and i needed the money for that even though i knew that was probably going to bite me in the ass at some point spending the money on that you know still did it anyway yeah well particular i think and that, see that's one of the things i really liked about it and i like and i do that with certain games um the walking dead games weren't actually wasn't an example of this but i do that kind of mini role playing or like meta role playing almost where it's um it's role playing certain things that you're not being forced to make a decision uh to role play but I'm role playing it. I'm kind of almost always in the skin of that character. So, um, it was like doing the skipping stones thing. There was I don't know if you did. Oh this yeah, well, I didn't see that. I only saw I only saw that that was an option after the again with the percentages thing. So I, and I so I did this for a very similar reason I think to you you playing the claw machine because it's like at that point. Sean is trying to pretend to Daniel that everything is fine. Um, he hasn't told him anything at that point, and he's just sort of making out there on a road trip and all the rest of it. So it was like, in order to try and normalise this, um, so I think it's you're down by the river, and Sean is sketching in his book. Um, well, oh, if, right. if I didn't you want to. I was going to say, yeah. if you want, I'm not even sure that you have to do that. But the sketching thing's quite uh, interesting as well, but get to that but the so he's sketching in his book and daniel's over just trying to skip stones and he can't do it and you walk over there and um i think you just pick up a stone and do it and he's like oh wow you know can you teach me how to do that and it was an interesting uh subversal of or subversion rather of um of the sort of video game expectations or video game tropes because you do so you show him how to do it daniel tries to do it and fails and you can just Mm. say either you can try again or you can say oh you know you'll get it eventually or whatever and walk away 
So you try again, and he does it again, and he fails. It's like, okay, exactly the same option comes up. All right, does it again, and he fails. And you, you know, you're kind of led to believe just from playing so many video games that three is the magic number, and you're going to do it three times, and he's going to get it. And he doesn't. And then you do it again, and he fails. And at this point, because you're being given, I think it is like verbatim the same, the way that the um, options are worded is exactly the same every time he fails. Because you're being given exact same options, it's almost like you're in a loop. And until you say, oh, okay, you'll get it late, you know, you'll, you'll get it one day, and then you sort of walk away, nothing will happen. But. I kept going with it to because I was th- because I was doing that. I was like, well, if I was here, and there's maybe an element of you know thinking about thinking about my son in this as well. Like, if I was there, I wouldn't just be like, oh well, you know, you haven't done it. Bad luck. You haven't done it after the magic three times. I'm going to walk away. I was like, well, I am just going to keep doing. It. Not because I was really expecting it to work, but just because I was like, well, three or four times isn't enough. Like you can't expect him to pick this up within three or four times so i was like really like really properly role playing even though yeah. i expected you're to get still there game. now playing it <laughs> well the thing is that after about five or maybe six <laughs> an old man at this point like oh god five or nearly six times i think five or six times of doing it he does get it and he does it and oh like, does he oh, oh right. shit oh okay well i didn't actually expect him to be able to do it and he and he did and so there's just these little instances like that where it's like well I know probably what I should be doing now is walking away or in your instance, you know, not playing this claw machine because it's like it's yeah. a waste of money and all that. But it's like, I, that's not, that's just not what I would do. And that is, that's, or not even what I, not what I would do, not what I think Sean would do. That's probably more the point. And that's kind of, you know, I like that. That says to me that the game has, has sort of got to me that I'm, I'm invested yeah. in it because I am <clears throat> interested to keep trying for my own reasons beyond that of what the game might be telling me um yeah so but it's almost the ultimate compliment you can play a game like this that you've that you're um it's not it's not a subconscious level but you've you've the game's managed to transcend your it's it's managed to destroy that barrier between player and game like Mm. the, the controller the the sort of abstracted elements of how you interact with video games have been mm, mm. have been dissolved at that point. Mm. Yeah, I mean, was there were there any things that you did? Was there anything that you felt could have been pushed more, or that could have they could have gone in a certain direction? Because it is, it's. I think I've seen some headlines with it being like you know it's not pulling any punches, and I think there's been some more sensationalist headlines about it being controversial and. Because of things like the police shooting and stuff like that, but was were there any sort of narrative elements that you would have liked to have seen it go either further with what it did, or maybe just going in a different direction altogether? I'm not sure about a different direction altogether. the The dad character could have been explored more before he was killed. Mm. I think. I think. I think they could almost have been, they could almost have done with another scene in there, uh, before the shooting. I think maybe it would have been more powerful if, when he's preparing for the Halloween party at home, talking to his dad, exploring the house, getting like a sort of building up the foundations of like the two brothers and the dad's relationship with each other. And, and then the scene, the Skype scene on the laptop yeah. with Layla. I think if, if he had then gone to the party, and you'd experienced Sean in Sean's world, away from his family. So then you've got like a a contextualization between okay, this is Sean at home, and then this is Sean with his friends. And then that can, you know, when you've got those two different sides of someone, it allows you to more easily relate to like the other side of the character. Mm. You know, so mm-hmm. if you see him in the party with his friends. That allows you to more easily relate to him, what he's like <clears throat> at home, like through the difference almost. Mm. Um, and then that would have gotten Layla into it a bit more as well before she before she went off screen. So yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely have liked that. And then the police shooting could have come maybe the next day or something, or, mm. or, or later on that evening. Also, the Brody character, I just was just such a was just a mechanical plot device like he's yeah. just it's just a nothing character like yeah. he he was just he was just unthreatening 
he gave them every single thing that they wanted. Yeah. He never said no. He was just like, um, you know, he's just like a gift from God. He's just, uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's just, he's just nothing. Like he, there's no sort of dramatic tension with him. He's just universally positive. Mm. Yeah, he felt um, very contrived. Yeah. Like he, he was just nothing. Guardian angel. What that was basically how? Yeah, what that, that kind of gift from God, sort of guardian angel type. That was yeah how I felt about him because there, there wasn't even. It's I'm not I'm not really sure what the if we were meant to think something of him. I mean the the fact that he was I think he's researching or reading or something about like a nudist colony when you or, yeah. or maybe even just writing. I don't know what he's doing, but there's there's some. I think there's some sort of. Isn't there some sort of picture or something you can't really see? Yeah, it, but so like Daniel Daniel goes and chats to mm. him first, I think, and yeah, on his screen is a, a text, a, a, like a word doc or something, along with two a picture in the top left and right of like naked mm. people. Although you can't you can't really see it. No, that's no. that they use. But that's yeah, um, I, I kind of felt like that, that it was like. <laughs> It was like using that we were meant to think something of him. It was like they were trying to direct us to think a certain thing. Or with this is a bit, mm, a bit. Is he a bit out there? Is he a bit, even a bit shifty or a bit dodgy? But even though he says, "Oh, you know, who who's to judge if people want to do this?" But if, it's like, well, why? I didn't. If that's the, what the character is saying, why are you showing him doing this in the first place? Are you doing? Is that for our benefit to make us? think a certain thing or are you trying to show that he is very much a live and let live person by showing him doing that and then having him deliver this little spiel about you know they're not hurting anybody so who's to say they're wrong and i didn't and i think you get a choice at that point as sean to say you know well yeah totally that's yeah that's that's fine or well no it's it's weird or something like that but yeah i just didn't i really i didn't really understand what the purpose of that being the subject matter was to then like i didn't i didn't know if i was meant to be feeling something that i wasn't about this character um i did have a brief thing when when sean and daniel fall asleep in the car after mm. after they've come out of the office they've he's freed himself yeah. and uh, brody's still sitting there and it's pissing down the rain and they get in and then sean falls asleep in the car and i uh, you know i sort of couldn't help myself i was like well he would be jacked up on adrenaline right now because he's just come out of this thing so yeah, all right, he's crashed and he's just fallen asleep. And I thought well, maybe there could be something here, like actually Brody yeah. isn't as uh, as magnanimous and and as as uh, saintly as he appears. But yeah, evidently he was. And then he, on top of all that, to sort of hammer it home, he then reveals that he he's known all along who Sean and Daniel are. It's like, okay, yeah. it's just to just to nail that really hammer it home. It's like oh, he's not even ignorant. He just he's just being super super nice. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean they tried to, they tried to sort of um, um, legitimize his his sort of helping of them by there's, there's like lines in there about him that he comes from a rich family or mm. something, but mm. they they rejected him or he rejected them, and then he's off on his own and he's got you know family problems, and that's that's probably why. He feels sympathy or empathy for them, and he's and he's helping them. But yeah, it just it just felt it was just so shallow. Like it was just mm. you know you're just you're just being told all of this stuff, but you don't believe it. Or well, you you believe it. Okay, fine, that character does that, but you don't believe you don't believe like the sort of dramatic irony that this character would just magically happen. Like the one character in America who would take this, this position on them is, is just happens to be in this place. And like, that's fine. Like drama sort of plays out on those sort of ways, but just the, just, just the extent that they tried to, they pushed that. Like Mm. I just felt Mm. the the, the extent that they forced it was, um, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Because you have a direct conversation with him as well. I think that's, it's not even like, oh, he's overheard you speaking to somebody and he, he comes to you. It's like you stumble across him in a gas station in which there is exactly one other person plus a family outside. And it's like you've got a couple of options here. You can speak to them or you can speak to him and you speak to him. Yeah. And, oh, that's lucky. He's he's super nice. That's really convenient. But yeah. there may be, you know, there is a thing at the back of my mind because for a little while I was thinking, well, perhaps Esteban, um, Sean and Daniel's dad, Perhaps he's not actually dead. Perhaps there's going to be this whole thing that 
he's been shot but and then you run away as sean and daniel and then you go through the entire five episodes and it loops back round to finding out that he's not dead and all that stuff you've been through and all those terrible decisions you've probably had to make as sean was almost all for nothing and all that the copper wasn't dead and it wasn't like as big a deal as you thought it was but i think there's a there's they make it quite clear that he is because there's like a there's a police report on the tv i think and there's also a thing that he burns um yeah at the river that i think i did i went through the trailer and that it shows that and i did pause it and read thing to see if there was any clues in there about whether that was you know or he survived but it i think it clearly says that he died um but with brody yeah that's what i was gonna say that maybe given so in the context of these sort of out there theories maybe there's going to be a thing that brody is actually some i don't know about celestial but some sort of uh some sort of being that is is meant to help you that he's there he's effectively is your guardian angel i don't think that will be the case but in a game where there's superpowers, it's like, you know, who knows, maybe that's a deliberate thing, but it's, it's yeah. probably isn't. I mean, I never really felt... The only time I felt that Brody might be dangerous is just before we'd been introduced to him. Just just when he was sitting there, Daniel walks over, and before you've interacted with it, then, only then, did I feel, oh, maybe this guy's dodgy. But as soon as he interacted with him, it was, I thought, oh, that's fine, he's fine. Mm. Um... But then I wonder, I wonder if that says a couple of things. Like, I wonder if that's just me thinking, oh, this person, like it's it's like the, um, you know, just the classic thoughts of the protector. Like the game's done a good enough job that you see yourself as the protector of Daniel. So anyone that he speaks to, you are immediately oh, suspicious oh. of and you're coming to it from a, from a position of potential threats more than anything else. Or it might be that the game's done, or and or, that the game's done a good enough job of um, making the world feel hostile, the entire world feel hostile mm, to mm. these characters, rather than just me thinking I want to protect them. The whole world seems so hostile to these characters that the default position for everything is that you're you know that it's going to try to fuck you up or whatever yeah. like the, the, like these like the mexican kids and the building of the wall and the cop shooting the dads because he was nervous because you know they were mexicans or whatever like yeah what is that? yeah and i think and i yeah i agree i think because i it's slightly different for me because as sean i did i spoke to brody first and I think Daniel speaks to him first if you are wandering around the shop or if you're just elsewhere. If you take a certain amount of time before you go and speak to Brody, I think Daniel speaks to him first. But you can just go straight over to Brody as Sean and speak to him. And then Daniel will still go and talk to him. Um, but it does rob it of that, that tension. That, But I can well imagine that had Daniel spoken to him first in my game, I probably would have just sort of, you know, hovered slightly closer just to, like, oh, there's a stranger. Yeah, and I think, I think you're right. I think the game has done, in either of those cases, be it, you know, the um, making you feel like the protector or making the whole world feel like a threatening place, it has done a, a good enough job that, um, and perhaps in that, you know, in that context, maybe the, there could have been, there didn't really feel like there was an in-between character there was the store owner guy who was just a complete dick and hyper aggressive and then there was Brody who was like the opposite end of the spectrum um and you know it was, I think perhaps also with the whole political element it, it kind of felt like there was very much a well this is one end of the spectrum and this is the other it was like that kind of setup but we could have, I mean, I didn't speak to the family outside the gas station, so maybe they were slightly more ambiguous, I don't know. But Yeah, um, I didn't speak to them either. Yeah. The, the gas station owners, have you ever seen Ozark? No. On Netflix? No. T- TV show? Oh, well. Anyway. Um, well, you won't get it then. Um, <laughs> there was, but, is this to do with the picture there's, there's they a, had? Um, maybe not. No, no. Oh, just, okay, just like the visual look and the sort of... The, the voice acting and the attitude of the gas station uh, husband and wife they they just they're, they're like the sort of carbon copy of um, this family called the Snells in Ozark I mean right. not not in terms of um, how they make a living or whatever but just uh, just sort of like the vibe that they gave mm. Mm. did you look at the picture behind the counter 
There's a picture of what is apparently, the woman describes it as a famous, I think she calls him a director or something, that the the male oh, yeah, store with the sunglasses. Yeah, and yeah. The, the, the male store owner standing there with him smiling. I, did you get any sort of particular significance from that? I didn't know if I was meant to... F- either i didn't know if it was actually uh, a it didn't know if it was actually a real person that was meant to know who he was or if it was just that it was like there was something i was meant to draw some significance from no no i didn't uh i mean i didn't recognize anyone in the picture Mm. i mean certainly i know like my local pub has got a picture i think uh, a couple of what's his name Simon Watts or something from who used to be in EastEnders and met very, 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 very <laughs> many. And that, I think that was the character's name, not the... Uh, I might have mixed two characters up there. Anyway, they've got a picture of, in this local pub, of the uh, bar owner, the pub owner, landlord, with this guy shaking hands. Like, and they've got one of those. So it, I understood the sort of the, the sentiment of the picture because, you know, you see that. It's like, oh, such and such came into this pub once or into this cafe once. Yeah. So it's, it seemed to be that, but I didn't, it just seemed, I don't know, it didn't, there seemed to be more significance to it or I, I sort of read more significance into it than that. And I didn't know if I'd missed something that I didn't, um, just didn't pick up. But I think it's interesting with all these things, like what you, I didn't see the, the, the stone mm. skimming thing um and there were some other bit uh yeah like in the you didn't see the begging for the food and all of that stuff but even though even though i didn't see that the game like what i saw it still felt like a really full thing like it didn't mm. feel like when i was playing it i was like missing out on mm. stuff mm-hmm. or, or or once once the episode ended it didn't feel like you know oh that you know that felt a bit shallow or mm. whatever. Mm. Um, and even when you say it, it's like, okay, yeah, this, the stone skipping thing sounds interesting, but it's not like I still didn't pick up on something similar. The, like the emotional intention there was something that I still sort of did feel through other other parts of the game. Mm. It wasn't like yeah. I've, missed, I've missed a whole sort yeah. of narrative yeah. thread or, or character arc progression or anything. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was like there was just different different opportunities to explore that sentiment or to make those attachments. Not there wasn't one that was better than the other. It wasn't like oh, you didn't level up your attachment to Daniel. It was just there's just different opportunities to do it, and you you would have done some and not done others. And um, it's like I mean the the party supplies thing. I took the soda mainly because out of the fridge uh mainly because i'd the interaction i'd had with as sean with his dad felt genuine and i think he says to you you know you ask him for money and he says well are you going to spend it on like are you going to buy party supplies or something or are you just going to spend it on weed and and booze and i was like yeah probably that actually because i was thinking he's 16 years old like i think his dad would know or would suspect that he probably isn't like teetotal and never does anything slightly contentious yeah. so i i said i said yeah that it probably is what it's going to be spent on and for being honest he gives you he gives you more he money, gives you gives you like money. 40 yeah. so then i took the soda rather than the beers only not to be a goody goody but only because i was like well he's just given me 40 dollars i don't also want to nick my dad's yeah, you beers it just be seems like it's taking yeah. that piss um yeah. but that meant then that i had soda to give to daniel at the fire which was, yeah so you know, actually yeah that's actually a bit of a, a, a whole actually yeah just make me think of something like the because I lied to him. I was like, are you going to you, you gonna buy beers or whatever? And I was like, uh, no. But obviously, yes. Yeah. Because um, in my, I, like, you know, I've been in those situations with my parents when I was younger. It's like, yeah, of course I'm going to buy beers. Yeah. But I'm not I'm telling not them. Tell you. Yeah. No, um, yeah so, um, yeah, I didn't. But then I did steal the beers from the fridge. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the beers and the chips I took. Uh, from And the chips from the cupboard. Um... But then at the campfire, when he when um, Sean's getting out the the food and drink and stuff, I thought what was going to happen was he's going to pull out the beers and then he's not going to give one to Daniel and then he's going to feel really bad about taking the beers. Mm. But yeah. that never happens. Um, he just the beers just never turned up again. Oh really? So what? Yeah. Has he got anything in his bag? Has he got the sodas? Well, he had the potato chips and. Maybe there was one soda, but I I didn't take the soda out of the fridge. I only took the beers. That's interesting because I did. So I you spent... can't take both. You have to no, swap. that's right. Yeah, I, I I spent a lot of time in the house bit, really thinking, and I know this was the thing I was impressed by because I had been 
fooled by it or not that's probably the rat sounds negative but i'd been i'd bought into this idea that he was going to a party i, I believed that he was i thought oh, yeah, he was going to sure, go to yeah. the party so i just did it as i would you know i did it properly not like the uh you know playing the game to for, mm. to the maximum maximum advantage but then i did think after i took the sodas and, and then it was the fire bit i thought oh well, that's interesting and i did think back to that i was like oh well, i guess if i'd taken the beers he mm. wouldn't give him one now or he'd have this issue with well do i give him a beer um, mm. so I'm surprised that that seems odd. That seems like a missed opportunity to to sort of pay that off. It seemed like that. Well, exactly. It's yeah, it's like you've been punished for 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 being sneaky or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't come back up again. Hmm. Um. So yeah, right. I think the. I mean, I'm, I'm. I went into it. Um. And that's probably a, a an interesting point in itself because i went into it not having played any previous life is strange episodes mm. at all not, not the first series not the in-between one not the pro the prequel um and so I, I knew what life is strange was i knew there was this sort of some sort of supernatural element or some sort of superpower element to it i didn't really know much about it i i'd heard things i'd heard that it was good but perhaps the writing was a bit clunky and some stuff like yeah. that so i didn't really have any expectations but equally, I'd heard that it was it was overwhelmingly not overwhelmingly, but the on balance, I heard that it was a good, positive experience. So I went into yeah. it expecting it to be decent, but my so my sort of nearest touch point in terms of games was probably Walking Dead. That's kind of what I I, I likened it to without having actually um, played it. And then when I played it, I kind of came out of it with I now do have expectation, and I now do have. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I am invested in it in a way that I perhaps, you know, so a lot of the stuff that might have been worrying or controversial about it, oh, so it's not you as Sean that has the superpower, it's somebody else. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's completely different characters. It's not the characters from the original. Um, not, that just, I was like, well, don't, it doesn't bother me. None of that. I have no no precedent for that. So I don't really, really care. Yeah. But yeah, I've come out the other, other end of it with expectation and also with... Um, anticipation as well like i'm looking forward to the other episodes i want it's mm. something that i do want to get into rather than just okay well that was that was interesting and that was whatever but i'm not really bothered about playing the rest of it i do definitely yeah. want to see where it goes um yeah like tonally it's very different from the walking dead and the other telltale games so mm. the sensations the, 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 the that it sort of um brings up inside of you are, are very different i find mm. um but i think Compared to the first game, like it's more assured than certainly the early episodes of season one. Way, mm. way more assured. Like it knows its pacing is way better. It's gotten rid of a lot of the fluff. Um, and like the first one as well, like the game's not, while, while there is a supernatural element, the game's not about that, mm. really. Mm. Um, and it's like to its credit, I suppose we've been talking about how we even mentioned the superpowers, um, if you can call it that. Um, but yeah, there's, I think there's just more going on in this first episode than there was in the first episode of the first season. Like, there's more. There are more sort of undercurrents um, of those external pressures mm. to, to to worry about, like, or, or the or the overriding themes, like um, you know, police shootings in America, the political situation, the the hostility towards immigrants, whether they're legal or not, mm. Um, mm. you know, just feelings of like isolation and stuff. There's there's a lot more going on. And the, the power as well, because you don't have control over the power, I think, whereas in the first one you did and you can rewind the time and see how things change and, and stuff depending on your, uh, you know, the cause and effect of your, your actions actually do influence this world, so be careful. Um because you're in control of those in the first one, it's much more sort of direct and gamey mm. feeling. Whereas mm. in this one, this one they take the powers away from you, and it allows like it allows the the writers like full authorship over how those powers make a statement. Mm. Um, and because you're not in control of them, they seem more powerful. I mm. think because they're out there, you know, it's just this raging inferno that you can't control. Like mm. it just comes up whether you whether you like it or not. Um, so yeah, I thought this this first episode. Well, I, I like the first season. 
this first episode starts way way better than than that. I'm not sure the the character is more interesting. Certainly, or Daniel might be more interesting. Sean as a character is not as interesting as Max from the first game, or as Chloe from the first game. Yeah. But the overall the overall sort of achievement is is bigger in mm. this one. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think the I mean the the, the power. It being Daniel that has it and not Sean, I, I think that yeah, you're right. I think that I agree that it, there is that a far stronger, greater degree of authorship that that, that allows, and also that it allows that there to be, um, because the power is this sort of manifestation of of childhood uh, sort of rage and just and. Yeah, well, so, it's Stranger Things all over again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and and they use it in exactly the same way in Stranger Things as well. She has a tantrum. Eleven has a tantrum at some point, and it but it's not just a teenage tantrum or a childhood tantrum. It's like a tantrum with added superpowers, so things go flying and yeah. all that. And they use it in exactly the same way. And it sort of wasn't. It's not really a surprise in that sense. But I like the idea of Sean now potentially Daniel and Sean having a slightly uneasy relationship because Sean not only Sean is Daniel's protector because he's bigger and older and physically stronger than him. And, you know, he's the one that people will be talking to in any sort of given group situation. Mm. But he also is sort of now has to be a bit of a, it's kind of a shepherd and he just has to kind of treat Daniel cautiously because Daniel, even inadvertently, as he did right at the beginning yeah. of the game, could hurt his older brother without meaning yeah, to, or, 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 or intentionally if he wants to, or, yeah, or other people. So it's, there's that that kind of, and although it's uh, not it's hardly the same comparison, but like it is a it is a bit like having a toddler and you know going around the supermarket and having to treat that toddler in a certain <laughs> way because you don't want them to explode in the uh, yeah. in the milk and eggs aisle and have a full on meltdown. It's like I just need to kind of I have to play this right kind of thing. Um, so yeah, for me, if anything, I I can completely see how. It would be less how it would feel less gamey, um, but yeah, yeah, for me, I, I think although I've not played the first series, I do. I like the in theory, I like the idea of the other character having the power more than I like the idea of my, yeah. my character having it. I just it yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely feels like it would be more of a game, and particularly yeah. with the power that, it, as it sounds, that you could rewind time and do other stuff that you didn't do the first time. That's that's almost set up to do that like i don't know how well it was woven into the narrative but it feels like it was it's set up to 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 make you use it in that way um mm. whereas this yeah i mean it's a bit more complicated like you you do there are consequences for it you can't keep doing it but certainly but yeah certainly it was much more of a sort of a point and click sort of game rather than like a narrative uh not not a visual novel but you know mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have. There's, there is a. Well, again, along those same lines of, I really liked it, and therefore there's some things I personally would have liked to have seen. I don't think they would have made it objectively better by any means. They just would have. I would have. They would have suited me better. Now that's just you know that is what it is. But like even the police shooting, I really like the fact that the game starts with the dash cam, and that to me immediately it it adds this constraint to it because you're not in control of that. It gives you a very. Um, narrow really very narrow field of vision or at least a very it's a very directed field of vision because you can't move the camera around it is what it is and yeah. and because it's because you know it's a police dash cam that immediately instilled a sense of yeah. tension in me it's like right so what you know not it's not likely that this is going to capture any good or positive yeah. event you know this is this is leading to something um yeah well, um, i suppose that yeah, and I, I that I enjoyed that element of it, and then, but the the one, the thing I wish they'd sort of gone further with and made, and it feels like it would have delivered on its full potential for me was having the police shooting be deliberate, because I didn't feel that it was. I felt like it was just like a rookie cop just freaking out and shooting. And that is a completely legitimate way to portray that. And obviously that does happen and has happened. I just felt that it would have been more, I don't know why, like, I don't know why why it being deliberate would have been more powerful for me, but it, I feel like that scene could have gone slightly differently where it's, you know, the dad's advancing. Maybe he's got 
a spanner or something in his hand because he's just come out of the workshop and he's advancing he sees his two kids on the ground and he kind of freaks out a bit and goes towards them and and i think they could have maybe it would have been two on the nose but yeah if they were speaking if they if they if the cops stood there and they're not speaking english that he would feel more threatened and you know i don't know it's just a different way the scene could have gone and like i say it's not objectively better by any means i just would have yeah i don't know because the way i read it at the moment as as is is that the cop's scared and he shoots him because of the pressure that's been built up by like the whole political situation and Donald Trump's mm, sort mm. of words in rallies and whatever and that's just put this sort of this sub this subconscious just like fear of mm. of um you know the other in into these cops and they're just freaking out and it's and it's that and it's he he doesn't he doesn't know why he shot him yeah but but yeah. it's it's because you know of of the whole the whole situation is you know it's this it's because you know it's like philosophical questions of like free will and stuff are you does he actually decide to shoot him or was he always destined to shoot him uh, because of uh. the climate in which he in which he's been recently nurtured yeah yeah, no, that's, yeah, I can see. Yeah, and that's so it's not actually the shop, the the, the cop that's killed him. It's yeah, Donald Trump's election <laughs> campaign that's killed him. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the dash cam things because again, that's like what I was saying before about it, like being voyeuristic. Like it starts off explicitly voyeuristic. Mm, You're watching mm. this world through a camera that you have no control over, almost like. It's like it's like um it's like an allegory for what Sean is for the rest of the film. You're uh, for, the film. <laughs> for the rest of the game. You're 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 this voyeur onto Daniel's story, mm. and you have limited control as Sean over Daniel's actions and sort of um, mm. special abilities. Yeah, yeah, and it it's I think that. Yeah, I agree with that. That kind of looking in on it. I think the I like that that the kind of shepherd role. I think there's been a few instances, a few examples of things I've either seen or read or played where that idea of the whole consequences and and um, sorry choices and consequences thing, that idea has been best uh, realised when the person that the consequences happen to is not your character or is not the protagonist yeah. it's when it has an effect on somebody else and the instances that i'm thinking of those being uh bioshock 2 and the road um in both of those cases it is a parent child uh, the roads movie but... uh well either but yeah, I mean the book. I was thinking of the book, but yeah, I mean. It oh is... yeah, but I'm thinking there's that's not a game of the road. Oh, it? I see. No, yeah, no, absolutely, no, yeah. So, yeah, that's not. I'm not sure that's a game I'd like to play. Really, so <laughs> I found it quite hard going. In in a you know in the way that you're meant to find it hard going. In it being a challenging, just draining experience. Um, in that it's the the actions of the the parent in both of those cases, uh, has consequences and shapes the character of the child and. Although in the road that's more apparent because it's, you know, the, the parent and child are there front and centre all the time. In Bioshock 2, um, if I remember, it's a long time ago that I played it, but if I remember, you don't find that out until near the end where your daughter has been, she's been able to see your actions or something like that. She's been brought up in isolation from you and you what you've done throughout the game then affects how she treats her captor, I think, or something like that. And it's it's like a this idea that, for me that's more powerful as a as a device because it's oh if it's if the consequences are on me then as this character or in reading about this person i can take that that's something that they've Mm. made those choices and they deal with the consequences when those consequences are kind of meted out to somebody else and in both those cases that's somebody else being uh, Mm. a dependent in certainly in the road it is a you know an actual full-on child i think bioshock 2 she's she's sort of teenage older um, that makes it that's just more powerful that makes it stronger and it's the same here with Sean and yeah. Daniel it's like a yeah if it's yeah, yeah, Sean yeah. and I think Sean would feel that or if, it, if it's on me then I can take that but just don't you know well exactly don't do it like it um, I think more more games need to have the courage to do that to like to use thing, use characters or or whatever it might be as 
um, and take away, take control away from you um, in order to make make the point. Like mm. if you're just constantly in control of it, well, well, that's not. There's no. There's no threat level there, is it? Because presumably mm. the game's going to give you a mechanical way to solve this problem. So whatever. But it just happens in. It's it's just like a normal thing that happens in real life, isn't it? Like I'm. Um, I'm more scared of my girlfriend getting run over than I than I am scared of mm, my, mm. myself getting run over. Like what you know, whatever. Yeah. Like I'll I'll be I'll have to be the one. I can you know I'll deal with myself getting run over. I can't, I can't sort of sacrifice myself to take control of it if she gets run over. Mm. Like there, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. Um, apart from stopping it happening. Yeah, and because it, it, it's yeah, it's that kind of thing of making you feel powerless and and taking away. You know, in video games, you're used to it being well. I've my character has made this decision to go through the door on the left, and I know that there are more bad yeah. guys that way, so I'm going to have to fight more, and he might get injured and killed. But that doesn't really mean anything. Um, as opposed to I've chosen to go in the door on the left, but that means it's going to take me longer to get to where I'm going. And therefore the person, you know, my child or whatever it might be that I'm meant to be going to save is going to suffer because I've, you know, it's like I, I signed up to make the decision and to, and to carry the consequences on my own character. But when it's taken away from you and put on somebody else, it's like, Oh, you know, you don't, you don't get to choose. You get to make the choice. You don't get to kind of make the choice as to how the consequences play out. And that's more, more powerful, more effective than it being sort of insular and being, um, yeah, taking it on yourself. So, yeah, 